Hey, welcome back to the Syndicate Blogcast, where we talk about big topics in tech. Today we're talking about network effects and the unstoppable tech giants of today. Before we jump into the quick blogcast episode, I just wanted to tell you that today's show is brought to you guys by nobody. We have no advertising. The Syndicate.vc. That's where we are. That's what we do. I'm an angel investor. I'm a startup advisor. My name's Matt Ward. I run The Syndicate, which is a group of angels that invest in early stage startups. And of course, we run the podcast interviewing some of the top angel investors, venture capitalists, and startup founders to share the tips, tricks, and all the greatest when it comes to tech startups. If you're interested, want to learn more, the syndicate.vc. But you know what? Now let's get on with network effects. So today we're talking about network effects and the unbreakable, unregulatable monopolies of today. It's unreal. And this is going to sound cheesy, but with great power comes great profit. And then even the fat and innovative get lazy. This was the paradigm pre-2000s. Rome rose, it fell. Microsoft's monopoly was cracked. Kodak created the digital camera and then kept it from its customers to prevent it from bringing down their actual camera division. The bigger they are, the harder they fall, but the harder they fight. Historically, failure has been inevitable. No man, country, company ever reigned supreme in perpetuity. Chaos and innovation would not allow it. Fast forward to today. We're entering a world where this may no longer be the case. The companies of today are infinitely more powerful and resourceful than the empires and industry moguls of old. Established valuable networks are almost impossible to create, replicate, or overcome. A 10% upgrade isn't enough. You need 10x. Historically, this was hard, but inevitable. New changes in technologies propelled era after era out of existence at rapidly increasing rates. Recently, much in relation to Moore's Law. Today is different. Unlike 10 or even 15 years ago, tech giants are creating the bulk of the wealth and innovation in the economy. Companies like Facebook, Google, and Amazon have more money than most small nations and more control than any one government, should they so choose. These giants, they don't just fight competition, they destroy it. Or they buy it. The leaders of today, they've learned the lessons of old. They start acquiring customers early and often to protect their own ass. They have the most talent, the most money, the most data, and no moral quandaries. They'll flat-out copy competitors. Copy-paste. In an era of user experience, everything and data is king. User experience is king. How can startups compete? In the U.S., the antitrust laws are dated. They define monopolies not by the power and control, but by the negative impacts, specifically price gouging experienced by customers. When you search for dinner and Google shows you your favorite restaurants, knows your preferences, suggests a great vegan cafe, books you a table, how can customers complain about that? It's seamless. Google, it just gets me. But Google scraped Yelp's database. They stole their reviews. Then they clothed OpenTable. And they booked you a place, all without leaving your search browser. Guess what? The government doesn't care. Especially not Trump. And let's not even start with Snapchat and Instagram. Snap's growth flatlined after Instagram copied them. Now Instagram looks unstoppable. Let's call it the try-it-before-you-buy-it idea. Almost all startups, or almost all tech giants, have been accused of Microsoft-like monopolistic tendencies. They lure in startups with talks of acquisition, they pick apart the tech, they eventually pass on the deal, and then they build it in-house. And thanks to the network effects and enormous engaged user bases, Facebook, Amazon, and Google can deploy and dominate the market. Just ask Dave Morin. And when Google and Facebook control the channels where startups can acquire customers, even just a small tweak to the algorithm means Oh, sorry, competitors, um, now they're adrift. They're in obscurity. And of course, that's what they do. 
Kind of sounds like antitrust is in order. But there's a problem. The tech giants are more powerful than government. Which is why we find ourselves attending congressional hearings on the alarming power of tech and its ability to influence elections. On a bit of an ironic side note, America's been doing this aggressively for years. Since at least the last 50 or 100 years, and dozens if not hundreds of elections worldwide. Is it really? Can you really whine about being on the receiving side? Side note aside, these hearings and debates are a joke. The regulators assigned don't understand the underlying issues, network effects, and user experience. That's what's driving it. Amazon's a great example of this. Amazon aims to kill all third-party sellers. Yet brands cannot afford to not sell on Amazon. The rewards are just too great. Like eating fast food, it's great in the short term, but deadly in the long run. By building the West's strongest e-commerce marketplace, to be fair, Alibaba and Taobao in China are actually stronger, but that's what happens when you have a billion people and unlimited money. That said, in the West, Amazon's untouchable. Brands have to play ball. And so do the regulators. Imagine a senator or a congressman turning down Amazon's 2nd district. What would they look like? There's no point in running for re-election. Consumers love Amazon. It's fast, it's easy, it's cheap, it's convenient. You can order anything with a click of a button, and imagine all of the jobs that that state would lose out on. We're entering into an era of too big to fail. The banks got bailouts because they screwed consumers, made money on bad loans, and were too big to fail. They did everything wrong and were rewarded. At this point today, Amazon, Facebook, and Google, those are the utilities of today. And they're doing everything right. Think about this. The government tried to shut down, if anyone tried to shut down Amazon, millions of merchants would lose their livelihood. Oh, and customers would rebel. How else can I get my subscription toilet paper delivered? And the kicker, 70% of internet traffic goes through AWS. Could you imagine the economic ramifications of, in, in essence, turning off the internet? What about Google? Google search accounts for 77 to 80% of search traffic. Google Chrome is the most popular browser, with 45 to 63% of all users, depending on the source. And Gmail is no different, with over a billion monthly active users. Email is the lifeblood of most businesses. Oh, and don't forget YouTube and Google Maps and your calendar. Oh, and all of Android. Facebook's essentially the same. Friends and families would be literally ripped apart. Experiences lost, billions of family photos, probably more forgotten. Between Facebook, Messenger, WhatsApp, and Instagram, Zuck controls, I think at this point, 2.1 billion individuals, if not more, and all of their data. When you get to our luxuries, when they become commonplace, can never be taken away. Suddenly it becomes necessary. In any of these three companies, they could cripple the internet, the American government, and probably the world economy at large. During the Cold War, we called this mutually assured destruction. And speaking of Russia, now we've got social engineering and news. One of the fascinating effects of social media in our connected world is the rate at which news and information spread. Yet as we've seen, facts can be falsified. Propaganda is the use of biased or misleading information to promote a political cause or point of view. It's never been so influential. People are inherently lazy. They read the headline and skip the story. And due to the nature of clicks and the impression of, and flaws... Modern media and journalism is incentivized to become a culture of clickbait and intellectual garbage. I don't have an answer for this. Algorithms are driving the change. As traditional journalism dies, something needs to take its place. And the terrifying thought 
is around the power and control of these colossal companies. Zuckerberg has 2.1 billion plus monthly active users. What happens when a megalith tech company starts to pull the limits or censor negative and hateful content? The path to wrote, the, the path to hell, as they say, is paved in good intentions. And as we've seen, absolute power corrupts absolutely. Just look at politicians. These social dynamics make Facebook and Google nearly unassailable. With the power to control the news, feature themselves and their products, and billions of times more data, money, and power, we might just have created the ultimate tool for fascism. One man at the helm pulling the strings has more influence than Rupert Murdoch or Donald Trump. So what's the next big question? Net-net, Facebook, Google, and Amazon have been forces for good in the world. They've innovated, increased quality of life, access to information, products, family, friends, entertainment, and more. But they're incredibly dangerous. And they're likely not regulatable at this point. And these short-term problems? What about the long-term considerations? What happens when the rubber meets the road? This level of control, wealth, and power are not inherently destructive. But every empire, it eventually inherits an evil heir. Can you conceivably create a future where this doesn't go horribly wrong? I know I can't. Would love to hear your thoughts on this. If you're listening to this, the syndicate.vc slash blog, you can subscribe there, get all of our blogcasts, our interviews with top investors, and access to all of our roundtables with some incredible experts. We've done some on cryptocurrency. We've got ones coming up on AI, autonomous driving, future of societies, consumer tech, the syndicate.vc. Be sure to go there, add your email address, and you'll get awesomeness. And of course, I want to hear what you think about this. Am I off bait? Am I completely wrong? What are your thoughts? The syndicate.vc, leave some comments in the show notes. And if you've liked this, the syndicate.vc slash iTunes blog, leave us a review on our blogcast and hopefully help us reach some more entrepreneurs and investors to push the need a little bit on the tech industry so that more people are aware of issues like this and hopefully benefiting and creating, creating a debate in at least the educated circles because we don't really want to get this to a, a Twitter scale debate where we've got, I, it, I don't really know what I'm saying there. I guess I should just cut this off. Cheers.